Chapter Three of A Touch of Heaven, a Good Omens fan fiction, written by Ineffable Toreshi, read aloud by Sky Asimaru. If you enjoy this podfic, you can check out the original story on archive of our own. If you would like to hear more of my recordings or see some of my own work. You can find me through the pen and screen name of Sky Asimaru. A Touch of Heaven, Chapter Three. <sighs> there might be something to this massage racket, Crowley thought with a sigh. He had to admit that, despite his prior doubts. Crowley felt ridiculously relaxed. Whatever Aziraphale had done to his back and his shoulders, in particular, could easily be described as a miracle. Crowley felt as though his body was melting into the table, and the feeling only intensified when the masseur moved on to giving individual attention to each of his arms. Deep pressure in circular motions loosened his biceps and triceps. A lighter touch on the insides of his elbows and down his forearms made him sigh with pleasure. And the unusual way that Aziraphale squeezed and pulled on his wrist and fingers felt delightful in a way that he couldn't quite describe. He was a bit embarrassed to admit that he pouted when the touch suddenly stopped. Okay, I'm going to have a look at your left leg now, Aziraphale's gentle voice said. Is that okay? Crowley swallowed hard. His left leg, from hip to midway down his calf, was the largest damaged area. Parts of it ached pretty much constantly, and other parts were very tender to touch. He'd had to bite his tongue against a few yelps not twenty minutes ago when he'd been removing his trousers. There were, to put it mildly, a hundred ways that Aziraphale could cause him pain by fucking with his left leg, but. Crowley took a deep breath, biting back the voice inside that shrieked at him, that told him never to trust an outsider again, that told him to shrink into a ball and protect all of his soft bits. He forced that voice back, screaming back that this wasn't like that, that this was Aziraphale's job, and that he was good at it. That he could trust him. Are you okay there, my dear? Aziraphale's voice came a little closer, a bit quieter, and heavy with concern. Another hard swallow, and then Crowley managed to move his head in something like a nod. I'm fine, he insisted. Though his tone probably insisted differently, he cleared his throat and forced himself to sound more normal when he spoke again. 
<clears throat> I'm fine. You can... Uh, you can go ahead with my leg. There was a short moment of silence, and then a shuffling as a Seraphel presumably moved into position. If you're absolutely certain... I am, Crowley managed, without thinking too much about it. After a beat, he added, I'll tell you if anything is wrong. The relief in Aziraphale's response was palpable. Good, very good. Crowley could almost hear the smile. It made him smile as well. I'm going to start at your toes, just so that you know where the touch is coming from, and I'll move up slowly. All right, Crowley agreed, and took another breath to brace himself. He almost expected a ticklish sensation, but Aziraphale's touch came so tenderly that it almost felt like a breath of air kissing the skin at the pads of his toes. It traveled ever so gently, creating tiny circles of sensation that spread out until it reached the ball of his foot, then the arch, then the heel, and began to work back again. Bit by bit, Aziraphale's touch grew more pronounced until Crowley could distinguish the individual fingertips tracing over the bottom of his foot, beginning to work in a little more deeply. It wasn't what Crowley thought of as massaging, but it felt lovely. It was very soothing. It felt just as lovely when Aziraphale's fingers wrapped around the front of his foot, then up to his ankle, and eventually to the lower half of his calf. Crowley had almost forgotten about what was coming, in fact. By the time the masseur's touch reached the first edge of scarring, Crowley drew in a sharp breath as Aziraphale's fingers brushed the pooled and puckered flesh at the outer edge of his calf, midway between knee and foot. The touch immediately pulled back but Crowley was quick to reassure. It's okay, he gulped. It's okay. I'm just geared up for the worst. <laughs> he gave a little laugh of self-loathing before gritting his teeth. Aziraphale hummed a little affirmative sound, and his fingers returned, albeit touching more softly again squeezing his eyes shut and doing his best to just breathe. Crowley focused on the sensation of Aziraphale's hands on him. He was so gentle, so careful. The muscles around the injury received a firmer touch, but the closer the masseur's hands came to the damaged bits, the more delicate he was moving with unprecedented ease. By the time he'd reached the knee, Crowley had relaxed considerably, having experienced not much more than a tender sting along some particularly raw areas. 
still good? Aziraphale asked, sounding less concerned now. Mm-hmm. Crowley hummed, half asleep. It's good. You're good at that. Aziraphale chuckled, and Crowley gave himself a little shake in response. Uh, sorry, I think I started drifting off there. <laughs> it's perfectly fine, Aziraphale rushed to assure him, as he carefully probed around Crowley's knee, which was now more metal than bone. That means that you're relaxed, which is what we hope to accomplish. Please don't worry about staying awake for my sake. Crowley made a sound of agreement, but he also frowned a little. Uh, but how will I tell you if something is wrong if I'm not awake to notice it? Aziraphale's hands paused for a moment before he began chuckling again. <laughs> that is a good point, my dear, he laughed. My dear, thought Crowley, deep in a part of his mind that he was currently telling to shut the hell up. If the endearment made his lips twitch into a tentatively pleased smile, well, that was his own damn business. Well, over an hour later, Crowley felt a bit like his body had been turned to jelly, and he told Aziraphale as much. The masseur's laugh was a wonderful sound, truly. It was the kind of laugh that would make small children smile without even understanding why they were doing so. <laughs> well, that's certainly a good start for our first appointment he announced. Crowley blinked behind his eye patches as Aziraphale's steady grip guided him off the massage table and back to his clothes. Uh, first appointment, he questioned. Uh, not that I wouldn't be more than happy to have another, if they're all going to be like that, but I thought it was just going to be the one. Minute shifts in Aziraphale's touch indicated that he was shrugging, or nodding, or both. I only scheduled the one appointment with Anathema, true, but now that I've seen you, I believe it would do you a great deal of good to have weekly appointments for at least the rest of the month, and we can reassess after that. Crowley must have frowned, because Aziraphale quickly added, if you're concerned about cost, I can assure you that I've already had a look at your insurance details, and everything will be 100% covered. But of course, it is ultimately up to your discretion. Crowley felt a little off-kilter as he allowed Aziraphale to lower him to the chase next to his pile of clothing, and it wasn't due to being unable to see. That's uh, not what I was worried about, he murmured. He managed to find his trousers and felt carefully along the waistband to work out which way to hold them before slipping a foot in. 
didn't we have this appointment on a Saturday because you're, like, ridiculously booked up? The string of verbal nonsense that Aziraphale uttered before finding actual words clearly confirmed Crowley's concern. <laughs> That's true, the masseur admitted, but I've no problem scheduling the rest of your appointments for Saturdays, if you're amenable. Crowley froze, with his trousers halfway up his legs. He aimed his blind gaze in the direction he thought Aziraphale was, and couldn't help but purse his lips. I can't possibly ask you to do that, he argued. You've already gone out of your way for this one appointment. I'm not going to let you give up more Saturday mornings for me. Aziraphale's sharp tisk made Crowley's eyebrows rise. Oh, don't be foolish, Crowley. Losing a few hours over a few weekends is hardly going to cause me great distress. Besides, you require care, and if you will allow me to do so, I would very much like to be the one to provide it. There was a long moment of silence while Crowley's mouth moved without producing any sound, and he sat stupidly with his hands gripping his trousers around his knees. He was sure that he looked like a complete idiot, but it was the last thing on his mind in that moment. All he could think about was, you require care, and I would very much like to be the one to provide it. An angry, disparaging voice in the back of his head was sneering, telling him to think nothing of it, that the monsieur was just looking for a few extra bucks wrung out of Crowley's insurance provider. But another voice, a smaller, quieter, distinctly childlike voice, wondered at Aziraphale's tone and thought, I'd very much like that too. Somehow, miraculously, Crowley managed to pull himself together enough to croak out, uh, Well, I guess if you're gonna put it that way. Almost immediately, Aziraphale responded with a delighted, <laughs> Very good. It's a plan, then. Crowley gave a tentative smile, feeling suddenly quite shy and desperate to get properly dressed. Without thinking, he quickly hopped to his feet and yanked up his trousers, only for a lightning bolt of pain to crackle through his hips and down his leg. The shock ripped a gasp from him, and before he could fully register what was happening, he was falling, his leg having given out beneath him. He had just enough time to think, Fucking hell! And then, for a second, Crowley had no idea what had happened. But then a breathy, Oh, Lord, are you all right? Tickled the skin just beneath his ear, and he realized Aziraphale had caught him. Aziraphale's arms were currently wrapped around his body, 
holding him mostly upright, easily taking the brunt of his weight, and Crowley's fingers were clutched tight in the fabric of the other man's shirt. Somehow it was a hundred times more intimate than anything else that had happened during the massage. Aziraphale smelled like peppermint tea. Uh, shit! Uh, fuck! Uh, sorry, I... Uh... Crowley's face burned as he scrambled to free Aziraphale from his idiot body. But he was stimmied when the other man's grip only tightened and became more secure. Uh, hold on, hold on, Aziraphale instructed with a firm tone. Let's not exacerbate things, my dear. Moving far more tenderly than Crowley felt he deserved for being a dumbass, Aziraphale slowly extricated their bodies from one another until Crowley was once again standing on his own two feet, albeit favoring the right one. There now, is that all right? Does anything hurt? <laughs> My pride, Crowley grumbled, shoulders hunched up around his ears as he quickly finished buttoning his trousers. My dignity? <laughs> None of that now, Aziraphale said in a voice that was just, just far too soft. Truly, are you all right now? It took a few deep breaths and the will to ignore the urge to pout, but eventually Crowley managed to nod. Yeah, I'm fine. Just uh, got up too fast. Hips went funny. I'm okay now. His lip wobbled for a moment, but he grit his teeth and steadfastly refused to make a scene. Aziraphale hummed in a way that indicated he wasn't entirely convinced, but he graciously said nothing further on the topic. Instead, he asked with painstaking kindness, May I help you with your socks and shoes while you get your shirt? Crowley hesitated only a moment before nodding and carefully shuffling back until he felt the chase. He sat slowly, swallowed down his embarrassment to the best of his ability, and focused on finding and donning his shirt, while Aziraphale's soft hands worked at his feet. You require care, he reminded himself, clinging to the words to help blot out the negative emotions that were working hard to crawl up his throat. I would very much like to be the one to provide it. Crowley was quiet while Aziraphale arranged the further appointments with Newton. It worried Aziraphale more than he was letting on, but he didn't want to press too much. Not yet. Crowley had expressed contentment with their appointment, and that was good. He'd also needed very little prodding to agree to more appointments, which pleased Aziraphale in a number of ways. 
what had happened after. Well, he couldn't blame the man for getting upset over his stumble. He'd been feeling good, seemed happy. And then he'd gotten a stark reminder that his body was still quite... Aziraphale didn't want to think the word broken, but it was the one that came forcibly to mind. If for no other reason, then it was likely to be the one that had come to Crowley's. It was a poor word to use, the monsieur knew. Crowley was not broken, despite how he might feel right now. He just needed time and patience and healing. And over the course of their first session, Aziraphale had come to the conclusion that he wanted very much to be the facilitator of that healing. It wasn't an entirely altruistic desire, and he knew that it was terribly unprofessional of him, but he just couldn't help feeling a draw toward Crowley. There was attraction, absolutely, but it wasn't just that. Wasn't that simple. When Crowley had fallen and Aziraphale had caught him, held him close, felt the other man's heartbeat hammering against his own body. Aziraphale had known. He wanted to be in this man's life in whatever way he could. He wanted to soothe his hurts and heal his soul. He wanted to be there to catch Crowley when he fell. So, when the appointments were made, and Newt had smiled and thanked Aziraphale. The masseur's heart leaped at the sound of Crowley's voice, finally, softly, breaking the silence. Thanks for everything, Angel, he said with a half-smile, hesitantly reaching out with a questioning hand. Aziraphale accepted it immediately with a soft touch that became a sure squeeze. Any time, my dear, he said, and absolutely meant it. You take it easy, and don't forget that Anathema has my personal number if you need anything, or if anything starts to feel wrong, all right? Crowley nodded, and he was still smiling that little half-smile but Aziraphale got the distinct impression that he thought his words were simple lip service. So he squeezed Crowley's hand a little tighter and leaned closer. I mean it, he insisted, putting a little bit of authority into his tone. Please don't hesitate to call if you need anything, all right? The half-smile slipped away as Crowley's lips parted in something like surprise. Um, right, okay, he stammered first, and then seemed to pull himself together and added a soft, Will do. Aziraphale smiled and nodded, then gave Crowley's hand another little squeeze and said, Good before releasing it. Newton looked back and forth between them for a moment, a strange look in his eyes, 
he cleared his throat and fidgeted in place for a moment. <clears throat> well, uh, all right then. I guess we'll see you next week, he confirmed as he slowly led Crowley toward the door. Aziraphale rushed forward and held it for them, offering Newton a smile that was only half as vibrant as the one he would have given Crowley had the man been able to see it. Yes, you certainly will, he said. As the roommates walked away and Aziraphale stepped back inside to close and lock the door, he was anxiously amused to realize that he was already looking forward to it. End of chapter 3 Thank you for reading. Please drop by the archive and let the author know what you thought of their work.